G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. And therefore, God in the flesh, his death then pays for our sin, not his own, and in the resurrection has to be a non-negotiable. For us, no resurrection, there is no faith, no salvation. Yeah. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've looked at a whole lot of evidences that Jesus is the long ago foretold Jewish Messiah. He meets all the criteria, fulfilled all the works that Messiah was said to do. He was born in the right place at the right time to the right tribe. He was even betrayed by a friend for 30 pieces of silver. But the final and most crucial criteria for being Mashiach was that he would rise from the dead. The problem with that, it's impossible. So in this program, we're going to look at the hypothetical scenario that the resurrection is false. That is actually a little bit terrifying as a Christian. If he hasn't been risen from the dead, our faith has been a waste of time. We've believed in vain. Our sin remains unpaid for. We are still guilty and we're in big, big trouble. Mm. The, very, the very thought that Jesus didn't rise from the dead destroys everything about our faith. It's absolutely critical. So the claim that Jesus was the Messiah is actually validated 100% by the resurrection. Mm. Okay, If Jesus could conquer and defeat death itself, which was the evidence of our sinfulness, because remember that the wages of sin is death, then he could prove once and for all by his resurrection that death couldn't touch him, mm. proving that he was sinless and therefore God in the flesh. His death then pays for our sin, not his own, and then the resurrection has to be a non-negotiable for us, no resurrection, there is no faith, no salvation. Yeah. Well, let me play devil's advocate, though, and ask, for the sake of the argument, let's just assume that the resurrection is false. How do we sort of attack that? Such an uncomfortable thought, isn't it, yeah. if you think of that? Look, at the time of Jesus' claimed resurrection, the priests in the temple started a rumor. Okay, Scripture says that they said that the disciples stole his body, claimed that he rose from the dead. And if you see at the start of Matthew 28, there is a description of Mary Magdalene and another Mary going to the tomb of Jesus. There was an earthquake. It describes that an angel appeared to them and that this angel was sitting on the stone that was supposed to be in front of the tomb, I might add. So therefore, somebody had rolled the stone away. I would have loved to see that. And then the guards that were stationed right there, they were shaking in their boots and it describes that they became like dead men. Mm. The angel then spoke to the ladies, told them that Jesus was alive told him to check out the tomb, see it for yourselves, it's empty, and that once you've seen it, go and tell his disciples these wonderful news. So the girls did that, they took off, they're excited, but what about the guards? Yeah, well, we read about that in uh, verses 11 to 15 of that chapter. It says, Now while they were on their way, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priests all that had happened. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, You're to say... His disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this should come to the governor's ears, we'll win him over and keep you out of trouble. Now, what was really curious about that is that the priests actually thought 
that the disciples might try to steal Jesus' body after he died. So they actually went to Pontius Pilate to ask for a security detail. Mm. So that was their assumption. Okay, they're going to come and steal the body. Let's make sure that they can't do it. That's right. Well, that's why the guards were there in the first place. So we read about that in Matthew 27, verses 64 to 66. It says, Give orders for the grave to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal him away and say to the people, He's risen from the dead. And the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go, make it as secure as you know how. They went and made the grave secure, and along with the guard, they set a seal on the stone. So the stone was actually sealed. So there was some kind of an an official marker Mm. on there, don't touch. And there were guards there, Roman centurions. We're talking about trained men of war. That's right. All righty. So... Okay, let's backtrack just a little bit. You've got the the Pharisees and the religious leaders saying to the guards, look, if anybody asks, just tell them that you fell asleep. <laughs> you know, we'll fix it with the governor yep. for you. Okay, do you know that for a Roman soldier to fall asleep on duty carried a death penalty? Mm. I want to read you something. This is a quote from a website called spartacus-educational.com. It says, if the Roman soldier is found guilty of falling asleep on duty... He is punished by fustarium. This is carried out as follows. The tribune takes a cudgel and lightly touches the condemned man with it, whereupon all the soldiers fall upon him with clubs and stones and usually kill him. If large groups desert their posts under extreme pressure, the officers reject the idea of beating to death or executing all who are guilty, but the solution they adopt is as effective as it is terrifying. The tribune calls the legion on parade. He chooses by lot about a tenth of those who have shown themselves guilty of cowardice and those on whom the lot has fallen are clubbed to death. Wow. So the penalty for falling asleep on the job or neglecting your job was a death sentence in the Roman army. So the soldiers who were stationed at Jesus' tomb were not assaulted by a bunch of frightened fishermen. (laughs) That's right. They were not, you know, frightened by these untrained combatants Mm. and they were not threatened or had their weapons taken from them by another Roman legion. They were literally awake at the tomb. They felt an earthquake shaking beneath their feet. They probably saw the stone roll away, maybe by invisible hands. Again, I hope God has video Mm. replay of this (laughs) in heaven. I want to see this. And then they absolutely saw... An angel, it says in in bright shining raiment or clothing. I mean, that's when they fell at their feet like dead men. I think I would have too. And they were shaking in absolute fear. And then they saw the arrival of the women. They heard the angel talking to them, heard what what he said to them. Mm. I mean, they were witness to all of this. They saw it with their own eyes. They ran to the priests Mm. and described it all. Now, my first thought is, why didn't the priests drop to their knees in repentance? Yeah, that's right. It's just baffling. Instead, they said, just tell a little lie. It'll be okay. Just tell them that you fell asleep. And as you just described, I mean, they were literally telling the soldiers to put themselves under a death sentence by saying that they fell asleep. But they said, don't worry, we'll fix it up. We'll take care of it with the governor so you won't be executed for falling asleep on the job. So, oh, and also there's a whole bunch of money here to, you know, try to sweeten the deal to get you guys over the line. And you know what gets me in this? They either thought they had a whole lot more influence with the governor than they actually had, or they really didn't care if those men died. Yeah, that's right. 
Isn't exactly. that horrific? We see another example of this, actually, of the, the I guess, the severity of falling asleep on the job yeah. with uh, Paul and Solace. Remember, they were in prison in Acts. Yeah. Once again, an earthquake, the jail, you know, all the doors come open. The jailer wakes and he thinks, oh, no, everyone's escaped. And he was about to kill himself because he knew that he was going to be killed the next day anyway. That's right. If all of those prisoners had escaped on his watch... Mm. His life was forfeit. He thought, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not waiting for a now. whole platoon yeah. to beat me to death. Yeah. I'm going to do this myself. And, of course, Paul and Silas say, no, 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 don't touch yourself. Yeah. We're all here. It's fine. Yeah. And he gets saved. Mm. What a miracle. Yeah. So here's the thing. If the guards had fallen asleep, they would have been executed according to Roman law. But there is, do you know, there is no record in the history books at all of soldiers being executed for falling asleep on the job, for guarding a tomb, in Judea, at the time of Jesus' death and resurrection, none. Mm. And it's the most famous death in all yeah, of human exactly. history. Yeah. No record of that ever happening. And it's also pretty important to note that the chief priests, the leaders of the Jewish people and the spiritual leaders of Israel, those who governed all aspects of the temple, you know, these are very holy, pious people. They gave instructions for Jewish law to be basically ignored. Mm. You know, they committed conspiracy, bribes, lies, put other men's lives at risk. Mm. And these are the guys who are supposed to be holy. That's right. Yeah, well, they're the ones that were supposed to be setting the pace, but they really were breaking all the laws just to try to keep this whole thing covered up and you know, try to smooth it over. And here they are blaming Jesus of blasphemy, breaking mm. a law, and they're breaking <laughs> every yeah, law. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so true. Well, we're going to continue looking at this in the next program, obviously the claim by the chief priest that the disciples stole the body is a hoax. But that doesn't answer all the criticisms. We're going to continue looking at the possibility of the resurrection being a hoax on our next program. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.